With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hall of Fame coaches, national champions, lottery picks, the best minds in basketball. Welcome into the sidelines with Evan Daniels. What's up, college basketball fans? Welcome back into the Sidelines Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Daniels, college basketball insider over at FS1, as well as the director of basketball recruiting and 24-7 sports. This week, we're going to mix it up. Not going to bring a guest on the show. We're going to talk a little NBA draft. I'm going to go through some superlatives, some players, uh, guys I think you should watch in the upcoming NBA draft. Before I get to that discussion, I want to make sure that you are subscribed to the Sidelines with Evan Daniels podcast. The best way for you to do that is to shoot over to your favorite podcast app and or Apple Podcasts. Hit the subscribe button for me, but also leave a rating and a review. You can also shoot me a note over on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Evan Daniels. Now let's jump into this upcoming 2018 NBA draft, one that I think uh, is full of tremendous prospects. The the top six prospects that I have on my board, I think are tremendous. I think all these guys have major, major upside. And I'm referring to guys like DeAndre Ayton, Mohamed Bamba, Luka Doncic, Marvin Bagley, Jaron Jackson, and Michael Porter, but even that second tier, who I consider the second tier, a group of of Colin Sexton, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Wendell Carter, Trey Young, Mikhail Bridges, Kevin Knox, Lonnie Walker, is also very good and very deep as well. I think this is going to be a fun NBA draft. I think there's going to be some really good players coming out of this particular draft, and I, I think it's certainly the best one of recent memory in terms of the guys at the top, and, and I want to we'll start with that. It's time to go minimum with Evan Daniels. Send it in, big fella. Who is the player in this draft with the best potential? And I, I think it's an interesting question. Uh, you could go with either number one or number two of who I have on my personal big board ranking the top prospects, and that is DeAndre Ayton and Muhammad Bamba. DeAndre Ayton is the likely number one pick in this NBA draft. He is likely to put on that Phoenix Sun jersey. And what I like about this kid, it starts with his physical gifts. You couldn't draw up a power forward's body any better than DeAndre Ayton. He's just over seven feet tall, a massive wingspan, very physically gifted. He is strong through the shoulders. This is a kid that never lifted a weight until he got onto Arizona's campus. He's a very good athlete. He brings a lot to the table on the offensive end of the floor. And the interesting part about that is this is really the first year he, he's really gotten coached and he's really taking a big leap since getting on Arizona's campus. Remember, entering Arizona in the summer, he was coming off a uh, just a so-so senior season. He wasn't always dialed in, didn't necessarily always play the right way, wanted to spend a lot of time out on the perimeter, and he made serious strides in the offseason and throughout Arizona's season. Averaged 20.1 points a game, 11.6 rebounds, just under 
two blocks. This is a kid that I think in time is going to be a very good shooter, both from mid-range, and I think he's going to be able to step out to three. He shoots a little bit of a line drive ball right now. But when he takes his time, sets his feet, and takes good shots, he's a good shooter, and I think that's going to continue. I think the offense is still coming along, but it was very impressive at times uh, on the same token. You know, he's got very good touch around the basket. He can get to a, a half hook. And then defensively, while I think that he's out of position at times and, and has to consistently bring that energy, uh, I, I think that uh, he's going to be a rim protector, and I think he's going to be a very good area rebounder in the NBA. So I'm going to go with DeAndre Ayton. Onions! Mohamed Bamba. The physical gifts you know, seven one, seven nine wingspan, ridiculous standing reach, uh, the highest recorded uh, wingspan in NBA draft combine history, uh, very good rebounder already. Uh, rim protector, that's what he's always going to be in the NBA. Uh, but the offense, I have always said this, he got this reputation in high school as being inept on that end of the floor, and I never bought into that. He always had very good hands. He always had very good touch. And this was a guy that I thought had the potential on that end of the floor. He's made some adjustments to his shot mechanics and really focused on that uh, for really the better part of the last two and a half months uh, in his training uh, with skills trainer Drew Hanlon. And uh, I watched a bunch of clips on his new form and him shooting the basketball. It looks really good. So uh, I think he's going to um, be a, a guy that can make down, knock down uh, shots. And uh, I think his offense is going to be much better in time than people really give him credit for. So players with the best potential, certainly DeAndre Ayton and Muhammad Bamba. Let's go to the other side of the ball. Best defender in this draft. Who's going to make the biggest impact on the defensive end? Well, I'm going to stick with Muhammad Bamba. We mentioned the wingspan. But I think it's more than just those physical gifts that Muhammad Bamba brings to the table. He reacts quickly to plays. He can get to shots with both hands. He's usually dialed in on that side of the floor. He can get across the lane and, and, and get to shots. And I, I think this is a kid that is going to continue to be a rim protector. And I think that's his biggest value in the NBA. I mentioned that I think he has some potential on the offensive end of the floor. There's always going to be room for a guy that can block shots the way Muhammad Bamba can in the NBA. So I think his biggest value as a prospect is shot blocking, and that's why I think he is the biggest defensive impact in this draft. If I was going to go with another guy, I would look over at Kyrie Thomas from Creighton. Had a very good career at Creighton. Is back-to-back all-Big East player of the year in the conference. Uh, this is a guy that uh, is very active on the defensive end of the floor. He's tough. He's physical. He slides his feet very well. He really stays dialed in on the defensive end of the floor. So I think those are the two best defenders in this year's NBA draft. Double order! The best leader on the floor. I have to give that award to Jalen Brunson. This is a guy that has helped catapult Villanova to two national championships out of the last three years. National Player of the Year last season, averaged nearly 19 points a game, uh, just under five assists. And this is a kid that knows how to run a basketball team. He's not the quickest. He's not the most athletic, but he plays with great pace. He always has control of his team. He's got very good vision. He can really distribute the basketball. And this is a kid that guys like playing with. So I think Jalen Brunson is going to have a long NBA career. Is he going to be an all-star? No. Is he always going to be a starter or be a starter? Debatable. But he's going to be in the league for a long time as a backup point guard. Sautéed. Who is going to be the best shooter in this draft class? I'm going to go 
with former Oklahoma star Trey Young, a kid that had arguably the most productive season we've seen in college basketball in quite some time. Now, here's the thing about Trey Young. He only shot the ball 36% from three. And when you hear me say only and 36% from three, you're thinking, well, that's still pretty good. And you're right. It is still pretty good. He made 118 three-pointers on 328 attempts. Now, I think that Trey Young is a better shooter than that number indicates. And hear me out. At Oklahoma, Trey Young was forced and did force a number of difficult shot opportunities. He forced shots with hands in his face. He shot a lot of balls that were off the dribble, uh, where he was fading, but he wasn't always having his feet set. He is a better shooter than he has showed, and he is a better shooter than that 36% number shows. I think in time, he's going to be a very good shooter in the NBA. I think he's going to sure up his shot selection in that league. I think he's going to continue to grow in that department. And I think he has a lot of potential. He's got a very good shot mechanics. He's got a good clean release, gets good good rotation. He obviously has a lot of range. Anybody that watched him this year knows that he can step out uh, from well beyond the, the college three-point line. And I, I think he's going to move right into that NBA three-point line and not have much of a problem. But I think he is the best shooter in the upcoming NBA draft best pure scorer and I think you have two quality options I'm going to start with Michael Porter and the reason I'm going to start with Michael Porter is because I've been watching Michael Porter since he was a freshman in high school and his scoring package has really developed this is a kid that's pushing six foot ten that can score the ball off the bounce he can score the ball three-point jump shots off the catch he can go to the block and post up and hit you with fadeaways. He can attack off the bounce, get into the mid-range area and pull up. He's got runners and floaters. The thing about Michael Porter's scoring package is really his senior year of high school, he really started to come into his own. He used to kind of just be a catch and shoot, maybe a one-two dribble pull-up guy, and then he'd score it and transition. But he's really developed that whole package. He can take guys off the bounce. He's able to use his dribble and create space but he's also a very good shooter from the three-point line unfortunately college basketball fans didn't get the opportunity to watch Michael Porter during the high school season at Missouri due to that injury and I do think that injury factors in here I'm curious to see how the NBA teams go about him in this draft because if he played this past season if he was at full strength and healthy I would fully expect him to be a top three pick in this draft so there's a lot of upside with Michael Porter but then there's also some concern there's also a reason to kind of uh, be hesitant because of that injury and it's certainly a, a risk so it's high risk high reward boom or bust but I think Michael Porter when healthy is a tremendous score and arguably the best one in this draft class if I was going to go with someone else I would go with Colin Sexton an absolute bulldog out of Alabama, six foot two point guard. Kid can really score the basketball. He's tough. He's physical. He really gets to the paint. He is a relentless driver, a very good finisher through contact uh, on both sides of the rim. And he's also a good shooter from distance. Now, he didn't shoot the best number from three this past season 33.6%, hit 44 of 131 attempts. And I think in time, he's going to be a pretty good shooter. He is, just like I mentioned with Trey Young, a guy that at times takes bad shots and difficult shots. And I think once he hones in on his shot selection, that number and that percentage is going to go up. And the other thing I know about Colin Sexton and the other thing I know about shooting is work ethic factors in here. Colin Sexton is an elite worker. He's a guy that puts in a lot of time. And I think shooting is an area that if you spend a lot of time at, if you really put the reps in, we've seen it time and time again in the NBA, that you can improve as a shooter. 
and he already has good mechanics. I think he just needs more reps, more time, and I think Colin Sexton is one of the best scorers in this upcoming NBA draft. Now let's shift gears to a guy that could potentially be a Donovan Mitchell, and what I'm referring to is a guy that's taken outside the top ten that could have a tremendous impact on a basketball team uh, next season. Now, I don't expect anybody after 10 in this class to be able to do what Donovan Mitchell did last season. Obviously, what he accomplished was very special, um, very impressive, and uh, a tremendous athlete and scorer. Donovan Mitchell had a massive impact on the NBA last season. Now, who in this class could potentially be a steal in that range? And if you look at mock drafts, and I'm checking out, uh, a number of them, Mikhail Bridges and Colin Sexton, Lonnie Walker, Robert Williams, Kevin Knox, all these guys are potentially, um, I've seen Miles Bridges and Zaire Smith, all these guys are potentially in that range. Now, obviously, I just talked about Colin Sexton. You know how good I think he is. I actually think he he's the top point guard on my board. So if, if he ends up going uh, outside the top 10, uh, I think somebody's getting a tremendous steal. But one guy I really want to pay attention to and look at is Mikhail Bridges because I think this kid – can have a, a major impact on a basketball team. And he fits the modern NBA, the 3 and D. He can really shoot the basketball. It's something that he's really developed over time at Villanova. This is a kid that went into Villanova as a back-end top 100 player. He used a redshirt season and then three playing seasons to really make a, a massive impact at Villanova, his three-point percentage last season, nearly 44% from three. Get this, as a freshman, a redshirt freshman, shot 29% from three. Obviously, significant improvements, made just 23 threes his redshirt freshman season, 104 last season. So I think Mikhail Bridges, a guy that is a tremendous defensive um, prospect, he's going to be able to defend multiple spots. He's long, he's mobile, he's athletic, he competes. Uh, I think Mikhail Bridges is one of those guys that if he's taken uh, after 10 or late lottery or in the teens, somebody is getting a significant steal. I think he's going to be able to impact a basketball team and do so uh, next season. Let's slide over to some sleepers and someone who I think is going to fall mid-first round that has major upside. And, and I'm going to go a different guy than Mikael Bridges. I'm going to go with Robert Williams. I think this is a kid that could have come out of, of college after a freshman and, and likely gone in the top 10. He came back and after a slow start to his sophomore season, really picked it up as the year went on, ended up averaging just over 10 points a game, nine rebounds a game. At six foot ten, Robert Williams is very gifted physically. He's a very good athlete. He's got a strongly built frame. He's quick off his feet. Uh, this is a kid with a lot of potential as a shot blocker. In two seasons at Texas A&M, he had 155 blocks, just over two and a half blocks. As a sophomore, two and a half blocks. As a freshman, I think Robert Williams as a rim protector, as an area rebounder, as a lob catcher and a roll man has a lot of potential uh, in the modern-day NBA. Uh, I think he's a guy that is a little bit of a sleeper in the mid-first round. Which player in this upcoming NBA draft can make a great career out of being a role player? And I already talked about one of them, and I think Jalen Brunson is a guy uh, that could go late first round probably more early second that's going to be able to carve out a great career in the NBA because of his leadership skills because of his ability to run a team uh, I think he can be in the league as a backup point guard for a long time but another guy that I think can carve out 
His niche as a role player in the NBA is Duke's Grayson Allen. Unfortunately, most people and college basketball fans really more know him uh, because of the tripping incidents that he had at Duke, but I think it kind of uh, overshadows how good of an actual basketball player uh, he was during his time at Duke. Remember, this is a kid uh, that helped catapult Duke to a, a national championship in the title game as a freshman. He put up very good numbers throughout the course of his collegiate season, averaged just over 15 points a game as a senior, 37% shooter from the three-point line. I actually think he is, like I've talked about with some of these other guys, is going to be a better shooter uh, long-term, maybe in the NBA, or at least shoot maybe better percentages than he did in college. I think he has a lot of potential as a shooter. He has good shot mechanics. But where I really like him is from a competitiveness standpoint. The kid plays really hard. He's tough. He's physical, he doesn't back down, and he has a versatile scoring package. So I think Grayson Allen can find a place in the the NBA uh, for a long time. This is Tom Izzo. Michigan State is headed to the final four. And you can leave it to Cleve. And he's running out onto the floor. He has reinstated the magic at Michigan State. You're listening to the sidelines with Evan Daniels. Now I want to walk down my big board and and how I have these guys ranked as prospects. I mentioned DeAndre Ayton earlier. I have him number one. Texas is Mohamba Bamba. I think he is the second best prospect in this draft. I know that is an unpopular opinion, but I think his upside is elite, is tremendous. There's going to be a place in the league for a rim protector like him for a long time, and I think there's a lot of value coming with the addition to his offense. Luka Doncic, number three, one of the most decorated European prospects of all time. EuroLeague MVP, so versatile, uh, such a good feel for the game. Uh, I think in time he's going to be a pretty good shooter, although streaky now, uh, but such a good passer. I think Luka Doncic, number three. Marvin Bagley, four. Jaron Jackson, number five. Again, it's improved as much as anyone on this list over the past two or three years. I think he's a really good fit for the new NBA, the way he can stretch the floor with his jump shot. He can protect the rim around the basket and his versatility. Michael Porter, a guy that I think would have been much higher on this list if he played college basketball at number six Colin Sexton the first point guard off on my list number seven Shea Gilgis Alexander at number eight I think with his size he can defend multiple positions Uh, he can get into the lane I I think there's a lot of upside with his size and length and he's a kid that I know works extremely hard Wendell Carter from Duke number nine I think he could end up a little higher on this list at six foot ten he's versatile he can score the ball in a variety of ways whether it's facing the rim Back to the basket. He passes well out of the high post. A little bit better athlete than I've ever given him credit for. Trey Young at number 10. Mikel Bridges, 11. Kevin Knox, number 12. Lonnie Walker, 13. Miles Bridges, 14, and Robert Williams, 15. It's been a lot of fun covering uh, some of these guys over the last couple weeks. Had a number of them on the podcast. Muhammad Bamba, uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Kevin Knox, Anthony Simons, we didn't discuss on this podcast, but I think we'll go uh, likely in the second round. I appreciate those guys jumping on the podcast. Had a lot of fun uh, with them. Before I let you guys go, I want to shift gears to USA Basketball Under-17 team. I had an opportunity to spend a couple days around uh, that team and uh, it it was um, a pretty enjoyable experience those guys played and competed extremely hard it was probably the best camp that I've been to since I've been covering basketball recruiting and that's been 12 plus years it was elite from a competition standpoint and there are two names that I want to make sure that you know early on 
Evan Mobley. He's a 2020 prospect. I think he has a chance to be the number one pick in the 2021 draft. I know you're saying that's a long ways away, but just put him on your radar. Put him on your list. He's six foot eleven. Had a seven four wingspan. Uh, he's very mobile. Runs rim to rim. He's very thin at this stage, but didn't really impact his play. Uh, he's versatile as an offensive player. He can score with his back to the rim, going over either shoulder. He can really pass out of the post, but he can also stretch the floor. Very good shot mechanics. A really good shooter, and he was the best rim protector at camp blocked shots with both hands showed very good timing this kid is an elite prospect and the other guy I want to mention is Jalen Green he's who we currently have number one I think we'll probably flop it and put uh, Evan Mobley number one in the top 24-7 recruiting rankings in 2020 but Jalen Green is tremendous in his own right six foot five explosive athlete very good passer a competitor a kid that really competes on the defensive end as well he shot the ball better than I have seen him shoot it over the last couple years Uh, still a little streaky but this kid can really score he's explosive he's dynamic in transition a really good prospect he had mentioned to me uh, a couple months ago that if the NBA was going to allow 2020 prospects to come out of high school that he would do that I actually asked him about that uh, with the memo Uh, according to ESPN, going out saying that it won't happen until 2021. I think he was a tad disappointed, but he gave all the right answers and and said that he would focus on college basketball, and that was always a great option. So Evan Mobley and Jalen Green, those are two names that you need to keep an eye on, two of the best players in the 2020 class, and those two will help anchor the USA Basketball Under-17 team that will go compete in the FIBA U-17 World Cup. That event starts June 30th in Argentina. I should be there for a couple days. Uh, but that team should be really, really good. Before I let you guys go, I want to make sure that you are subscribed to the Sidelines with Evan Daniels podcast. The best way for you to do that is to shoot over to Apple Podcasts and or your favorite podcast app. Hit the subscribe button for me. You can also leave a rating and or a review. You can also shoot me a note over on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Evan Daniels. That's all I have for today. I appreciate you guys listening and have a great week.